Hello, everybody. Welcome to Choices Finding Your Joy. Oh, another happy day to everyone and so grateful to all my, my viewers and my audience, my listeners. I'm so grateful to have you with us again today. I'm really thrilled to share with you a beautiful, amazing lady. I have Dr. Drayvon James. She is the founder of Everyday Peace and the author of Freedom is Your Birthright, the first book in the five-part Stepping Stones series. She's also a motivational speaker. She uh, has career credits that include a recurring role on HBO's acclaimed The Wire, many stage plays, and independent films. Welcome, Brayvon. Thank you for having me. Oh, so happy to have you with us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I love it. I love it. Would you like to share a, a bit of your background and, and what brought you to where you're at today? Oh, sure. Absolutely. And I got to start at the very beginning and it'll be brief, but it'll be thorough. Um, <laughs> when I was 17, my brother gave me a book. I, it was the summer before me leaving to college. I was going to college to study pharmacy. And my brother, who's younger than me, gave me a book, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. Now, prior to that, I was already raised in a new age thought type of church with my mom on Saturdays. We went there. And then on Sunday, my mom and our whole family, we went to a traditional church on Sundays. So a lot of church. <laughs> but what I had already figured out is that messages were very, very similar. But when I read that book, The Power of Positive Thinking, I had never heard the term motivational speaker, inspirational speaker, but I knew that whatever Mr. Norman Vincent Peale did in that book was what I wanted to do with my life. I knew it. I didn't know how. I didn't know what it was called. I went on, got a doctorate degree in pharmacy, but throughout all that time, I kept studying everything I could get my hands on on what I called peace. And back then, I was so young, right? I thought peace was the absence of problems. <laughs> but you grow and you learn. So that's kind of how I, how I got into it. I pursued my, my career in pharmacy, but I always kept studying and writing about peace. And many, many years into my career, I've been practicing 28 years, but about around like year, hmm, I would say 18, no, not that far, but around like 20, I guess, I started incorporating my peace talks and my pharmacy talks. And people enjoyed it. And I kept on doing it. And eventually someone said to me, can you be our keynote speaker at event? Which I had done a lot of that, always for pharmacy. And they said, this time we want you just to come and talk about peace. Whatever that thing you do at the end of your lectures, talk about that. And that gave me the courage to really bring my message forward, which I, I truly know, I truly know that it's a message that everyone can benefit from. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's beautiful. And, and I do want to say thank you for sharing your messages and your energy with everyone. Oh. Thank you. Welcome. You're when, welcome. It makes a difference to me. Yes. And what is it, what message are you wanting to share with us today, Dr. Uh, to, today, I would love to talk about turning what I call stumbling blocks into stepping stones. Of course, those stumbling blocks, those obstacles, those, we can call them problems, right? We so frequently do, and we all have them. We all have them. But Paula, what I believe is that everything occurs in our life for one reason, for one reason, and it's to bow down and serve us. 
so that we can get to the place in our journey where we're supposed to be. We're all here to do something. And it, you know, it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm looking for my mission or my purpose in life. But so you don't have to be that deep and that, you know, um, worried about it. But what happens when we have a problem, it's there not to, not to aggravate us. And it is aggravating. But it has a bigger purpose, and that is to bow down and serve us so that we can learn the next thing, go to the next level, what have you. And when we learn how to look at our stumbling blocks, our problems that way, life becomes more enjoyable. So that's what I want to talk about today. How do we do that? How do we do that? Because we got a lot of problems and a lot of happy people, but we can change that. So, okay, how do we do it? Well, the first thing is, the first thing before, we have problems every day, but before you even get to the problem, you got to get to you. You got to get to you. You got to let, let the problem sit there for a moment and get to you. And I recommend this, whether you're in the middle of a problem, just coming out of a problem or headed into one, get to know you first. How do you do that? And first, let me just say this, most people don't even realize how little they know about themselves. Imagine that. We know more about celebrities and athletes than we know about ourselves. I have friends, my son is one of them, he can quote statistics on athletes, right? And you ask a question about yourself, you're like, oh, I don't really know. I'm not sure, right? And so that's what we want to develop a relationship with ourselves because we are the people that we start this journey with and we end this journey with, right? You're right. Beginning to end. So spending some time with yourself. If you're not really comfortable with that, I recommend doing this process. I did it for years. In fact, I still do it. I still do it. Is I ask myself a simple question. Drayvon, how are you feeling today? Simple question. And, and then I wait. I don't allow myself to give just the, you know, quick, uh, trite answer that we would give to a passerby. Oh, I'm fine. You know how we do that. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And keep going. I, I said, no, I really want to know about you. And I just wait. And I hear the response. And then whatever the response is, I'll, you know, I listen. I, I make sure that it's coming from my gut until I can really feel it. I ask more and more questions about that response. When I really get to the core, I'm really sad today, or I'm really afraid today, or I feel, I feel amazing today, whatever it is, my response is always the same. I hear you. I understand and I love you. Now imagine, imagine if we walked around and everyone had that response to your great mood and your bad mood and your in-between mood. I hear you, I understand, and I love you. It's, oh, it just washes over me. It, it creates an environment for truth. Yes. And with that understanding of ourselves, now we can deal with a problem because we already know that we're safe. Yeah. Right? We're safe and we can be honest and we can be transparent. Why? Because we are heard, we're understood, and we're loved. Yeah. Amazing. And we have to do that for ourselves. Yes. That's something. Don't, don't we, you know, it could be so easy sometimes when we have challenges or stress that really we beat up on ourselves. Yes. What we need is to love, remind ourselves how much we love ourselves, right? It's so true, Paula. You're absolutely right. We become 
as threatening to ourselves as we believe the external world is, right? We criticize ourselves. Oh, you're so stupid. Oh, how many times are you going to get in this situation? You should have done that. That's the last thing that we need at that point, mm -hmm. right? We can't improve. You know, criticism does not improve us. It just puts us in a state of fear, and we have got to stop scaring ourselves. Criticism does not improve us. If we want to improve, and think about it. You have an infant that falls down, you know, just a toddler learning to walk. And would you walk, every time they fall, would you walk over there and criticize them? You wouldn't. You'd walk over and encourage them. You'd pick them back up. You can do this. You can do this. We have to do that for ourselves. We have to do that. We can do this. It doesn't mean we don't want to improve. Surely we don't want the toddler falling down at age 16. Right? We want them to be able to stand up and walk, but we know that in order to get from that stage to that stage, it's going to take encouragement, it's going to take help, it's going to take understanding, and it's going to take love. Right? Yeah. we got to be willing to give that to ourselves. That's the establishment of relationship. A kind relationship with self. Because otherwise, we're too fearful to really, really look at the at the situation, the obstacle, the stumbling block, objectively. Our cortisol levels are rising. When that happens, forget it. Creativity's out the door, right? So we got that first. That's the first step is developing a kind relationship with self. And asking those questions is a good way to get that self-talk working for us, right? Yes. So that's the first step. And then here's the part that many people don't want to do, but it's so important. We're going to look directly in the eye of the storm Whatever it is, we're going to look at it and acknowledge how we feel in that. You know, this is going on. I'm scared. These are the reasons that I'm scared. I'm hurt, you know, and do not, oh, do not criticize yourself for what you feel. I'm scared. I'm angry. We are so afraid to say we're angry, aren't we? I'm, especially women, you know, we, we, we want to dance around that. We never really want to come out and say, you know, I'm just pissed off about this, right? Sometimes we, are. Sometimes we are, right? For a long time, that was very difficult for me, very difficult. I never wanted to admit that I was angry because I thought, well, and this is in my beginning journey of studying peace, I thought, well, I'm studying peace. How could I be angry? But it's an emotion, and it's, and it's a barometer of where you are. And, you know, if I'm over here and I'm feeling all this energy that is anger, then I want to be over here. And how do I get there? Mm -hmm. I don't get there by not acknowledging it, right? Yes. Got to acknowledge it. And when we acknowledge it and we give ourselves permission to feel what we're feeling, we're in a perfect place to find gratitude in the eye of the storm. That is the most rewarding feeling. And guess what? It doesn't have to be about whatever the issue is. It could be about anything. And I guess I should back up and say this. And you've probably heard me say this before. I believe that every desire that we have in life falls into one or three categories. I call, I call it the big three. Health, wealth, or relationship. So that means that every issue we have, every stumbling block is going to either be something associated with our health, our wealth, our relationship. Yes. So it gives, a, I, I, I talk to people all the time who say, I can't think of anything to be grateful for in this moment because this problem is so huge and I'm so, 
consumed by it, I find that it's helpful to say, well, you got three categories. Mm -hmm. Maybe a big problem, and it may be spilling over into all three categories, but we got three categories. So let's look at this other category. Let's look at your health. Let's pick something there. One day I woke up and I, I picked blinking. I was so grateful to be able to blink. I, you know, I said, yeah, I'm just going to get excited about blinking today. It doesn't have to be anything big, but when you can find in the middle of an obstacle, in the middle of a problem, something to be grateful for, that's what you start doing. You start creating a different energy in your space. How amazing is that? Yes. Amazing is that you change the energy. You now become a creator of something that you desire, which is a positive state. That also reduces cortisol levels. Stress starts to go down. Creativity starts to rise. Now we're starting to move that energy and that obstacle still may be very tangible. It still may be very much felt within you, but trust me, the energy is changing. The energy is changing. So once we got that, we, we got our self-talk, we've got our gratitude in the eye of the storm. We're gonna move on to forgiveness. That's a word that I think we use so much that we don't really even hear it anymore, Paula. People are like, oh yeah, I forgive you. But that's not what we're looking for forgiveness from. We're really looking to forgive ourselves. Because unforgiveness stems from unforgiveness of self. So we're in there and we're back to that self-talk, telling ourselves that whatever we did when we did it, however we felt when we felt that way, that was really the best we could do at the time. And we give ourselves permission right now in the, in the middle of this problem. Because, you know, we were talking earlier, a few minutes ago, about how we, sometimes we're in the middle of the storm and we start blaming ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. I should have ate better. I should have worked out more. I should have been more sensible with my finances. I should have got to work on time. And maybe all of those should have are true. Yeah. But being harsh to ourselves right now in this moment is not, and ever, but especially in this moment, is not going to be helpful. It's not. It's not going to be helpful. What we need to do is to forgive ourselves for that. Why? Because we are shifting the energy. We are becoming a creator of energy that we're going to use to move this problem. And all of, all of the resources are within, are within us. Even if somebody, something happens externally, somebody comes along and they helps us. Guess where that someone came for the energy to draw that person to us? It came from inside of us, right? That we, is so true. Right? right? It's amazing. We do that. Yes. And we don't talk about it, but we do that. So we may say, oh, I'm so grateful for Paula. She did this for me. But I first had to have the energy. Yes. The pathway. But Paula would say, Rayvon, guess what? I was thinking about you today. Mm -hmm. I wanted to call and encourage you. Right? Something of that nature. So we really, and those things, those we call them miracles, or, and they are creative miracles, but we have an opportunity and a responsibility in the process. We are not passive, just sitting there watching and saying, oh, woe is me. The woe is me energy is energy too. Yeah. Right? You ever had one of those days, I talk about it in my book, Freedom is Your Birthright. You ever had one of those days when you get up and you say, oh my goodness, I just shouldn't have gotten out of bed today. 
That's just how horrible this day has been. But you, if you go back and you trace your day, you didn't use this type of te technique when, when a problem came. What you did was give in to what seems natural. And you know, we acknowledge the problem and we complain about it and we complain about it and we complain about it and then we start blaming ourselves and we draw more of that to us. And before you know it, we had one problem after another. They're like a cascade. They're coming so fast, yes. right? Yes. We, we don't want to do that. We want to go into this forgiveness and I want to tell you how important forgiveness is. And I, and I, oh, I talk to people, someone put on my Facebook page one day, she said to me that forgiveness for some things is impossible and it's not. It's not. It is not. I want to tell you this really quick story, just really, really quickly. I met a lady years ago. She's now since passed away. She had one son in the world and no other living relatives, just her and her son, no other living relatives. And her son was murdered. And the domestic violence situation, the woman went to jail. Now, remember, the woman had no other living relatives. Only connection she had to her son was the woman who murdered her. Sorry. Oh my gosh. She made the decision to forgive that woman and became like a mother to that woman until she passed away. She was in prison. She was there throughout that time. She got out of prison. And that was, and if, I mean, could you imagine the heartache and the pain? Oh. Imagine Damn. the heartache. And, and she told me that story for no good reason. We just were in a conversation. And it just stuck with me forever. Yeah. Right? Forgiveness is possible for us. We can be forgiven for anything. We have to forgive ourselves. Even, even in the midst, we say, oh my gosh, I've hurt all of these people. And whatever the thing is, I've done wrong with the money, whatever it is. You, you can heal from a place of forgiveness. You can change an obstacle to a stepping stone from a place of forgiveness. So first start with forgiving yourself and then start forgiving everybody around you, even those people who you think are causing the problem. Start forgiving them too. Yes. Because maybe they just don't know. They don't know. They're doing the best that they can in the moment and maybe it looks deliberate. But what we all know, we say it all the time, is hurt people hurt people. Yes. So we forgive and we put that energy out there. Yeah. We do that. We do all that wonderful stuff. And then we set an intention, an intention. We set an intention. We set an intention. And this is so powerful. I do it every day. I write an intention and I put it on my, um, on my desk. I type it there. What is it that Drayvon intends to create today? Because all of these things that we're talking about are creative energy. And I, if I've done all that work, I've done the self-talk, I've done the gratitude, I've done the forgiveness. Why would I not then say, let me do the next thing by saying, now I'm in a perfect place to create. I'm moving energy. What is it that I want to create? You'd be amazed at how many people can't answer that question. Yeah. We want something. We want to have a great day. Yeah. But at the, at, at, at the foundation, what we really want to create is a safe environment. We all want the same thing. We want to know that at the end of the day, no matter what's happening, no matter how good it looks or how bad it looks, we are going to be safe. That's what we want. 
You want to know that. And that comes from within. So sometimes I tell people, you know, you can be as creative as you want with your intention, but if you don't know, just say that I want to create a safe environment for myself from the inside out. I want to feel safe today. And go back to step one. And we'll just begin to start feeling safer within ourselves. Sometimes it's a hollow spot, right? Because we haven't filled that up with anything. That hollow spot, you know, in our stomach area, we just feel uneasy. Mm-hmm. Love, fill that up with forgiveness. Fill that up with intention. Oh, it soothes that spot over. And then this is the, the cherry on the top for, for turning a stumbling block into a stepping stone. That is to walk with purpose in that intention. If your intention is to feel safe, you talk like you're safe. You'll say different things when you feel safe than when you feel fear. I know for me, yes. you know, back on some of the things I've said that I wish I hadn't said in my lifetime, and I know. I said, oh, I was filled with fear when I said that. I was afraid for either my health, my relationship, my finances. I was scared. And those are the words that scared people use. Yeah. And but, that creates, wouldn't you say, the energy to bring more of what we're afraid of, but you know, yes. that moving, rising from the fear, there we go with that positive. Right, when we rise from the fear, but we, and te- I, I encourage people to test it out, test it out. I, was, I did this small, t- I, I love, when I was much younger, I've been doing this my whole, for my whole life, I guess, 17 I started. And so people would get in my car and, you know, I was always listening to something, some you know, teaching about peace or something. I said, oh, try, try this out. So one day my mom, I picked her from the airport and I said, mom, we are going to have nothing but positive thoughts. See if you can hold positive thoughts in your mind from one, from this stoplight here till we get to the next stoplight, right? And we would try. And it was so difficult because, you know, something else would pop in your mind, something else would pop in your mind. Mm-hmm. So what I learned from that and is that we have about 35 to 48 thoughts, I think, per, per second or something, something crazy. There's a lot of thoughts in there. And so I felt like, well, maybe that's not the way then. I can't necessarily control all of my thoughts. I was trying to pay attention to them and one would sneak in there. Mm-hmm. The way it was through my self-talk and what I was feeding myself. Because truly what I put in my, what I, what I speak, I then start to think about, right? The, and then what I speak about, I draw that company to me, right? So I talk about a life affirming things. I meet Paula, right? Yeah. These things happen. They are, they are real and we, we are creative. We, we are nothing but creation. And it's really hard for people to take some time because they want, they want to say, well, there's no way I created that husband. <laughs> you know, <laughs> problem right and it's okay if you don't like what you created guess what you can recreate and you may be able to recreate with the same people you know you don't have to necessarily switch teams all the time organically recreating by repurposing what comes out of your mouth right draws different energy to you the way you speak to yourself falling in love with yourself forgiving yourself all that switches energy it's amazing oh that is that is powerful words yeah Dr. Drayvon, powerful words. And it's so easy. It's so so simple. It's almost like you say to yourself, oh, I knew that all along. And you did. Really, you did. But it's the complexity is the practice of it. Yeah. Call it simple complex. Because these are things that we know. That's what universal truth really is. It's just this 
you know, my message is much like your message and much like the next person's message. That's how we know it's a universal truth. Yes. It's, right. We just package it differently. And it's so simple. Anybody could do it. Really, we think to ourselves, hmm, I knew that all along. Mm -hmm. right? So our job is just to remind you that, yes, you knew that all along. But now we want you to practice it. We give you some tools to practice. I love it. I love it. Um, could you, uh, we have about three minutes left. Would you mind sharing your website information and how everyone can get a, a copy of your book? Oh, wonderful. Yes. So my website information is just my name. It's James, And Drayvon is D-R-A, B like victory, O-N. So drdravonjames.com. My book you can buy there on that source too, or you can buy it on Amazon. It's a tiny, tiny book, less than 100 pages on purpose because I really want you to use it as a reference. It's an easy read. You can read in the afternoon, but it has some wonderful, wonderful little exercises in there. And you can get that on Amazon. It's Freedom is Your Birthright. Freedom is Your Birthright. I want to also say that I'm on tour this month in February. I'll be in Birmingham, Alabama on the 26th of, no, the 23rd. Hmm. I think it's 23rd or 26th. I, I just got back. <laughs> I was there too. <laughs> but it's called the Self-Love Explosion Tour. Oh. You can find out about that on my website as well. So um, the whole idea is to raise our creative energy by using a source that only we can tap into. We don't need legislation. We don't need to pay a bill to get to us. We don't need to pay any taxes or tariffs. Yes. We just pull it right out of there. So that's how you can find me. Uh, that's where you can find my book. And what else can I tell you? I'm available for speaking and engagements. I, this is what I love to do, Paula. I love to do. Your, your passion just radiates. It really oh. does. Your beautiful energy and all that you do. What, what last uh, words do you want to leave with everyone today? What would you like them to... You know, this has been so great, everything you've said. Is there one last little tidbit you'd like there to share is. with us? Because I know that someone listening to this right now is in the middle of what they consider to be the fight of their life. Let me encourage you. You have been in tough situations before. And you not only survived, you thrived. You are safe. And you can do this. Today, encourage yourself. Encourage yourself. If you cannot find encouragement, please reach out to me on my website. I would love, you can contact me there, I would love to stand with you and go through techniques of how you can encourage yourself through this moment, how you can create your stepping stone with this obstacle. I would love for each, each person to know that. each Because I know what it feels like to be in the middle of something that you just say to yourself, what next? Oh. I'll do this, right? Oh, thank you so much. I am so grateful and honored oh. to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Love, hugs, and blessings. And to everyone oh. out there, love, hugs, and blessings. You need to get away to reignite. And do you know what? You deserve it. Make the choice to get regrounded, refresh, recalibrate, refocus. 
Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired and the radio show Finding Your Joy is partnering with personal development and life enhancement coach Tiffany Van Heel of Ignite by Design to bring you a week of rejuvenation. Their first experimental retreat is slated for Sedona in the fall of 2019 with more details to be unveiled soon. You'll be treated to yoga twice a day, personal development segments, coffee chats, champagne socials, hikes, massage, and quality time to do what you choose. Choose happy. The intention is to become fully present and allow yourself to savor the experience through your senses. This is where you find your joy. Interested in more information? Visit reignitebydesign.com. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.